With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Brian J. Henderson. And I'm your co-host, Gregory Turner. Greg, how are you today, my brother? Man, I feel good. I feel good, Brian. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, I actually, I'm a little sleepy today, Uh-oh. but I'm all right. I, you know, I I think I kind of overdid it at work a little bit. Yeah. You know, just trying to wrap up some of the things because I'm heading to a new job and a new position that God has definitely blessed me with. And so everybody's been sort of picking my brain. <laughs> wow. You know what, Brian? Do you think it you think it may have something to do with what you're eating? You know, I could definitely say yes. <laughs> well, tell me this. What, what did you have for lunch today? Uh, I'll confess. I had McDonald's for lunch okay. today. Okay, <laughs> that sums it up. That sums it up right there. <laughs> you know, and, and sadly, you know, normally I would I'd make my own lunch and I would, you know, fix stuff that I know I'm supposed to be eating. But last night, I just didn't have a good night's sleep. Mm. And so when I got up, I got up a little late, and I was rushing, and I said, well, I'll just have to grab something from the store. And the closest place was McDonald's. You know, everything else is a little further out, and I didn't want fried chicken, you know, because they had a KFC and a Popeye's and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, let me just swing by McDonald's. I'll get me, you know, a big and tasty. It's got lettuce. It's got tomato. So those are my veggies, you know, and I kind of justified everything that I was eating. <laughs> well, Brian, let me ask you this. You know, have you ever met someone that's going through a struggle and it just seems like that person has totally turned themselves away from everybody and you start seeing their health decline? It just seems like uh, they are almost giving up on life and they're not paying attention to their health they're not eating properly. They're not doing the things that they should do. And sometimes they just close themselves up and they just eat and not really pay attention to what they're eating. And they're not getting a proper exercise. You know, sadly, I know a lot of people like that. Because I myself was once like that where I just ate what I wanted to eat and I didn't care. And, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of like that where I will eat you know, I'll eat healthy, and then I'll say, well, oh, this ain't going to hurt. So I'll eat a little bit of that, and then it tastes good, so I'll eat a little bit more. <laughs> you know, but uh, but in all seriousness, I've seen people that literally try to eat themselves out of depression. Yeah. You know, eat themselves out of misery. You know, eat themselves out of a bad situation, only to see themselves fall deeper into misery, into depression, and, you know, fall victim of into deeper into that situation so yes and you know what Brian the sad thing about it is a lot of times they're so focused on their bad situation or what they think is bad that they're not paying attention to the health issues that are coming behind that and they think that they're sluggish and they're tired because of what they're fighting and fighting with and a lot of times it has to do with a lot of things that we're eating it has to do with what we're placing in our bodies and it's so sad I know Brian that you had a situation someone that you knew that was going through a situation with a male, and 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 she started to gain weight. She started to lose herself a little bit, and and she really didn't want to uh, dress up anymore. She didn't feel like a woman anymore because of the situation, and that's a, and that's a sad thing, you know. And when you when you saw this person, Brian, did you talk with them and tell them, hey, you you know, you're not something's just not right. Are you taking care of yourself? You know, it was a real difficult situation because you don't want to you know first of all you know with that person being the lady you want you don't want to just come right off and say hey you know you fat you need to lose some weight because your health going to decline because you know you can't just you just can't say that right <laughs> you know i mean you can but you really should you know because right. that's just not the appropriate way to go to somebody and then 
you know, at the same time, you want to tell them because what you want to do is you want to try to help them save themselves. Because a lot of times, the reason they're gaining that weight or the reason they're, you know, eating that kind of stuff is they're trying to com- find comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, or they're trying to they're trying to find a solution and, to their problem, but that solution, it, you know, they're trying to find. They're trying to find it through food. Right. And you know what, Brian, we was talking with our guest who I'm about to bring on in a few minutes, and she was saying, you know, some women, they find that, you know, they do that. And then with men, some men may turn to drinking, you know, when they're facing difficult situations. And, and that, too, can so, you know, uh, hurt their health because they're drinking and they're not eating properly and they continue to absorb all this alcohol into their system. But, Brian, you and I, we all... We all know somebody that's gone through this. We all know a male that that had you know have women problems and and they start to drink and you 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 know you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But Brian, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and bring our guest on. We're so blessed tonight to have a best-selling author Bridget L. Collins on, and she's the owner of Mac Fitness. That means making a commitment to fitness. This is an organization that offers creative solutions for incorporating healthier lifestyle habits. Bridget, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you guys doing this evening? We're doing fine. How are you? Doing just fine. Thank you. Good. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show and to just bless everybody out there. You know, I have your book in front of me. It's Imagine Living Healthier, and it has on the front mind, body, and soul. And the title for tonight's show is Spiritual Fitness. You know, I want to ask you, what? where did you get the idea to write this book? Well, because I am a health and fitness coach, you know, I interact and, you know, had a number of clients that for whatever reason, you know, they want to do the right thing, and but it's always, you know, uh, life's distractions, as I call them, uh, that prevents them from being committed. And a lot of times it's hard for people just to imagine being healthier. Yeah, they would like to be, but, you know, it's, it's just it's, it's, it's hard because of all of the um, temptations that exist. And uh, so when I thought about, you know, writing a book, and I didn't want it to be just another traditional book on do's and don'ts, you know, don't eat this, don't drink that, you know, this will cause you to have these sorts of things. I wanted to make it more real and applicable to one's uh, life situations and, and use things that, are, that people are actually going through in this day and time, you know, problems in their relationships, problems with their finances, uh, problems in their marriages, problems with their, tri- with their children, you know, and, and with the, the premise of the book being with all of the things that are going on in one's life, you've got to figure out how to be healthy. And it's just not from a physical perspective, but just your mind and your soul also and being all that God has intended for you to be. You know what? I was reading some of the book, and, I, you know, you and I discussed one of the characters in the book. It, you know, for those out there listening, you need to buy this book. It, it's a wonderful Absolutely. book. It, I mean, it's, a, it's an awesome book. And you, and I mean, I know this Sarah. <laughs> in this book, I know someone like this. I know someone that you know that's been mistreated. Someone making you know the little smirks, and you know they're doing all these things, and it starts to take effect. It starts to take effect, and it starts you know you start to see a decline in their performance. You start to see a decline in in how they're acting. Some of you know a lot of times they turn out to be uh, they start being angry. They start being snappy and that type of thing, and they start to think what. You know what does this world think of me? And they start to just depression just sneaks up on them. Seems oh like. yeah, absolutely, sure it does. Yeah, and this is just an awesome book. I don't know where you got the characters from, but you know what? Everybody knows a Sarah. Oh yeah, yeah. When people have you know they come up to me and they say, you know what, I'm Sarah. Wow. You know it's 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 interesting how many Sarahs that are out there, and I've seen the Sarah, so that's why I was able to write about. Uh, this particular character and, you know, some of the things that happens to this this particular young lady because she just, you know, she's a high-powered marketing executive, you know, got it going on, a nice car, elaborate home, but inside she's drowning in depression because, you know, she's overweight and uh, she's masked her, her true feelings about being overweight. You know, she wants to be the life of the party. You know, she goes to happy hour and hang out with her girls, 
you know, partaking to partaking the buffets and you know all of those things that, like you say, people tend to gravitate to to uh, deal with some insecurities in their lives. Mm. Yes, you know, I actually felt like I could have been Sarah. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, because and in saying that, I, what I mean is, you know, the way that you wrote the story about Sarah and about. Suzanne and about Todd, those are the other characters in the book. You know, you made it feel you you made it so real that you you put you know it put me in the mindset of man, I did that before, yeah, yeah. I said that before, yep. and so I found myself being engulfed in basically being grabbed by the book and pulled into the book mm-hmm. and pulled into the story. Mm-hmm. You know, so you the pages you really brought them to life with. The way that you that you described your characters and the situations that they went through. Yeah, because one particular situation in the book, you know, and I've seen and I actually saw this happen where you know me and some girlfriends we had gone out to eat uh, for a birthday party at, at lunchtime at work, and um, one of the girls, you know, she was severely overweight, so you know everybody wanted to sit in a booth. Well, when it came time for everybody to kind of, you know, circle around in this booth, she couldn't fit because her stomach was too large. Yes. You know, and I just saw the reaction in her face, and it's kind of like you just felt bad for her because you you couldn't possibly imagine what was going through her mind uh, with her inability to get in that inside that booth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the the most intriguing thing was. And I don't want to tell too much of the story about Sarah, but it was once she found out that she could do it, you know, and when I say could do I mean lose the weight, you know, and once she found out that she could overcome those issues, it was like it was like a, a huge boulder had been lifted off of her shoulder. Oh, yeah, 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 because so many people, I think they settle into a size and they're just, you know, because it is hard. You know, it's 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 easy to get the weight on, but it's so much harder to get it off. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, people are just settle into being comfortable with how how they've ended up. Yeah, you know, Bridget, do do you think it's just a lack of knowledge of knowing what to put inside your body and what not to do and how to exercise and this type of thing. You think it's just a lack of knowledge because really a lot of people don't really know how to take care of themselves. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because a lot of times even, and I talk about it in certain parts of the book, you know, it's kind of like, well, yeah, if I eat baked chicken, within I'm doing a fried chicken and I take the skin off within, that's okay. You know, but one has to understand where the oils are still being uh, uh, saturated inside the skin of the chicken, so you're still getting all of these stuff that's subject to clog your arteries. Mm. So that's why they encourage us to eat your chicken baked, broad, or grilled. You know, even if it's fried and you remove the skin, it's still that saturated fat that's done, uh, been, that the meat has been submerged in that's going in, into inside your body. Yes, yes. For those that are just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We have with us author and fitness coach Bridget L. Collins. If you have a comment or a question for Ms. Collins or any of us, you can call us at 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. Ms. Collins, what was your inspiration for becoming a fitness coach? You know, for me, it stemmed from my family. Um, I didn't start really getting serious about exercising until I was probably in my late 20s, early 30s, and started running around about 30, and I'm 42 now. And um, so I wasn't one of those people that, you know, ran track or played sports in high school. I mean, it was much later in life for me. And I for me, I wanted to say that it was probably when I saw, you know, as a child, saw how my grandmother suffered with diabetes. You know, as a child, you know, my mother always having to take her to the doctor, you know, having to help her with her insulin injections and seeing how over a period of time that disease just took a toll on her life. And, you know, eventually she lost, 
you know, it started off, she lost her toe, then she lost her leg, then she lost both legs. She ended up going blind, you know, and how the medication, because a lot of times people think, well, I can just take medication, and if I have high blood pressure, I have uh, high cholesterol, but people don't understand the long-term effects of being on that medication. At some point, those side effects are going to kick in. So, you know, I would have to say, number one, as a child, seeing how my grandmother suffered from that, that debilitating disease, and then my my mother's brothers and sisters all dying around about 44 from heart disease and complications of diabetes. You know, and I thought to myself, I already knew that I have the genetics for it, and most people, if you you understand what genetics mean, uh, you can just kind of look around your family unit and say, well, you know, Aunt Sally has high blood pressure. Uncle John has diabetes. Uh, my grandmother had some sort of cancer. And a lot of times that means that you're predisposed for those certain types of diseases. Right. You know, but it's with the education and the knowledge that you can say, well, you know what, I'm not going to do those traditional things like my uh, relatives did that probably landed them in those situations. Yeah, you can be predisposed and have genetics for certain diseases, but if you take those precautions and don't uh, participate in the sort of things that they did, hopefully you reduce your risk of, you know, inheriting those diseases. Yes. And you know what? A lot of people say, you know, I have diabetes because my grandmother had it, my daddy had oh, it, yeah. my mommy yeah. had it. But what are you eating? Yeah. You're eating all this sugar, you're eating all these other things, and you, you think you can just eat what you want and just lay down and go to sleep on it or not do any walking whatsoever. And, you know, I see a lot of young women that, I mean, they can't walk that far. They walk a, a little bit, and they say, well, you know, I'm tired. Well, you're, <laughs> you're too young for that. Why, why, yeah. why are you struggling with that? Why? Well, and it's interesting that you would say that because, like you say, back in the day, you know, when people got, you know, heart disease or diabetes, you know, we were talking about people in their late 50s, 60s, and 70s, mm-hmm. whereas now because of our diets, you know, people are getting, uh, you know, you've got children now being diagnosed with high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and diabetes. Yeah. You know, people in their 20s, people in their early 30s, so it's, it's hitting people much quicker now. And what that means is that they've got to go on medication. If they don't do something to uh, correct that, they've got to go on medications, uh, say, 30 years earlier than, say, grandmother or their Uncle John or somebody did, which means now the impact is much greater. Yes, and, you know, believe it or not, if you read the newspaper, you'll see that kids 10 and 11 years old are having heart attacks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What in the world? I mean, what can a child do to make their heart attack them? Well, it's the food. You know, like you say, now the children are being raised on McDonald's and, you know, KFC and Taco Bell, uh, all-you-can-eat buffets. You know, a lot of these restaurants now, you know, kid under 12, they get to go and eat for free. You know, so you've got all of these bad products that are going into their little systems. You know, you've got parents letting their kids drink, um, you know, two or three cans of soda a day. Well, that's entirely too much sugar. It's too much sugar for an adult, and now you're putting it into this little kid's body. Well, then they say, well, you know what, my kid drinks those Minute Maid fruit juices. Well, if you compare the amount of sugar in one of those and, you know, it at a 2.5 uh, serving size, you know, and they're drinking a whole bottle, well, now you've just, and they just ingested much as much sugar as it is in a can of Coke. So, you know, it's just about, you know, one of the things I wanted to do is kind of bring all of those things out in a story format to make it more interesting for one to read, but then they're getting this information that they need to hopefully help them to live healthier lives. Yes. You know, you know what? I wanted to ask this question real quick, Brian. Um um, Bridget, um, the energy drinks. What do you think about these energy drinks? Because everywhere you look now, everybody is drinking them, and it's so sad because I see uh, you, you see this big truck and it pulls up, and these guys get out of this truck. And I mean, I literally see this, and they walk around with these big bags and they're giving away these energy drinks. Yeah, just the chemicals. Almost, yeah, it's almost like they're saying, "Okay, I'm the drug dealer. I'm yeah. going to give you something that's going to hook you." And then you're gonna come back. You're gonna come back to me. 
because I looked, I, I was looking at the marketing scheme of this, and I was saying these people are giving away all these drinks, but now they must know something that we don't know. Who the manufacturers? Yeah, the yeah the, the people, the people that are making these energy drinks. Oh well, yeah, they just know, you know. But that's what they're supposed to do. That's just like you and I in a business. I mean, we've got to market this product and figure out how we're going to appeal uh, to the large population because we try to make money. So, you know, you can't fault them. It's just that people have to be educated and understand, you know, that there are a lot of chemicals in those drinks. And in, if you're ingesting those, you know, along with everything else that you're probably eating throughout the day, you know, at some point it's going to catch up with you. That's in some form of cancer or, you know, like, say, diabetes or something like that because, you know, I just theorize with all of the different cancers that are out there and, you know, virtually now everybody knows somebody that's had cancer or, or you know, that knows somebody that has cancer. And I'm not going to say that, you know, it's just all about their diet and their lifestyle, but I do believe a lot of times because we're, uh, ingesting all of these different food products that, you know, they make so attractive to us, you know, that and all the chemicals that are in, you know, just chicken now and beef and uh, store-bought products, you know, uh, it's just too much for the body. You know, that's what I was about to ask you. What do you think about, um, like, canned soups and stuff like that? Because what I, from my experience, when I um, started trying to eat healthier, Mm-hmm. I noticed that, um, you know, it was one thing I read about, and they said, cook your soups. Don't buy the store-bought canned soups unless they say low sodium. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But even with the low sodium, it seems like there's a lot of sodium in it. Yeah, because I think probably the better one, if you've just got to eat soup, you know, it's probably like the healthy choice line. It's probably like the low to, the lowest out of all of them that you'll find is a uh, healthy choice. But by all means, if... You know, a lot of things I try to talk about in my book is just getting back to basics, you know, getting into the kitchen. If you like soups, you know, being creative in the kitchen and cooking your soups. You know, if you like hamburgers, being creative in the kitchen and figuring out, okay, how can I make uh, this more healthier? You know, I can use ground turkey, ground chicken instead of ground beef. You know, I can use mixed greens instead of just the regular iceberg lettuce, which is going to provide me with an array of you know, vitamins and minerals. I can use a whole grain bun, a whole wheat bun, as opposed to the uh, traditional, you know, enriched white uh, bun. You know, so it's just kind of like even if you want like nachos, you know, get in the kitchen and make nachos. You know, I tell people don't think that you have to be limited in terms of what you eat. I'm just saying now let's get in the kitchen and be creative with making what your favorite foods are healthier. Yes, you know, I have a MySpace question, too. I have someone on here that's, that's sending me messages. And basically what she's asking is there's so many people, there's so many things that they're saying is healthy, but once we, uh, you know, pull the cover off of it, it's really not healthy. And, Absolutely. Yeah, and, 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 you know, everything is made for right now. Everything is microwavable, quick, quick, quick. You don't yeah. have to do this. And you see that on television. Don't do, you know, you don't have to get in the kitchen and cook this full meal. You could just pop this in the oven and boom. Oh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So the so the question is, <laughs> the lady asked, what are we supposed to eat, manna from heaven? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying like you've got, you know, whatever your favorite foods are. I'm just saying now we've got to slow down the pace of our life because that's what's really gotten us in trouble. We're Our priorities are mixed up. You know, it's all about making money. It's all about acquiring things. You know, we've got the children that are essentially raising themselves because, you know, the parents are out there working and, you know, and, and on jobs that they probably don't really like because, you know, they're trying to afford the American dream. So I'm saying let's get our priorities in, in check. Let's get back in the kitchen, you know, involve the children in the cooking and make it a family affair if you've got children. And be creative with making some of your favorite foods healthier. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in New Orleans this past weekend for a book signing, so I didn't get to really eat anything, you know. You know, you, kind of like she said, you have to do what you can when you, you know, you're out and about. But it was interesting at the airport they have they had something be called a um, uh, jambalaya wrap. 
And I'm one of those people, you know, I'll make jambalaya, I'll make it with the brown rice, I'll use a venison sausage sausage that's lower in fat. You know, you know, like I say, my thing is you, you don't have to limit yourself. It's just be creative about making it healthier. But I thought, I said, you know what, that's pretty neat because now you can get your whole uh, wheat flour tortilla, you know, wrap that up with your jambalaya and have your own healthier version of a jambalaya wrap. Hmm. It's a way. It's a way to do it, huh? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I was just thinking about when you said involving the kids with cooking, and I can remember one time I made a homemade deep dish pizza. Mm-hmm. And I made it. Uh, I actually made the uh, the bread from scratch. You know, the pizza dough from scratch. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The whole wheat and. You know, my daughter and I, we sat down together and we made everything together and I taught her how to make it, you know, because she, she's into the cooking thing now. She's 10 years old and she wants to learn. And, you know, normally I um I don't have them in my way, so to speak, when I cook. Cause mm. I, like, I always tell them, get out of the way, get out of the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I don't care as long as it's good when I eat it, you know, make whatever you want to. But she's very interested in learning about measuring. She's a measurer. Yeah. You know, she's the type that, like, measures. If she makes some, some tea or some Kool-Aid or anything, she measures it perfectly, you know. And so, you know, it, when you said that, I said, wow, that's something that I've done before. You know, but I have a, a MySpace question. Okay. Is, are the pills that are used lose weight healthy? No. I didn't think so. I didn't think so either. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like with the uh, ephedrine, I believe it was called, and some of the others, you know, uh, when they first hit the market, yeah, they were the best thing since sliced bread, and, you know, they were going to help, uh, I think it's the term, maybe block the fat, so when you eat, then you're not absorbing fat or something it's supposed to do for you, and then they came back later and say, oh, okay, now these people are having some heart problems. You know, you can't get caught up because, like I say, it's a product. I've manufactured this product. I've got to sell this product. I've got to uh, figure out how to make it attractive to where now you're going to buy it. So if I create some miracle situation, you know, uh, that's going to be a quick fix, then that's how they reel people in. Mm-hmm. The only way to lose weight, to live healthier, it's like I say, we've got to get back to basics. It takes time, it takes patience, but that's what people have got to do because you can't think of it for the moment, for the time being, what you're trying to do for the short term. You're trying to develop long-term habits because that's what's going to keep you healthy and hopefully disease-free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you said, those at some point that medicine and all that stuff that you're taking, it's going gonna, it's gonna to kick in at some point. Oh yeah, and when it kicks in, it's, it's usually a, a fatal thing, and something else is, is 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 being weakened by it. But you know, I I I'll say this that like you're saying, people, we just need to go back to the basics, and it just seems like society has made us all so lazy that we just pick up anything to just bring home because you know we work all day and we're tired. And and that's when we really need to realize, okay, if we're spending so much time at work and we don't have the opportunity to exercise, we at least need to try to eat right and take multivitamins. Would would you agree? Yeah, I usually advise people, you know, to go to their doctor and, um, you know, get the, uh, the annual physical. And a lot of times that physical is going to tell you whatever you're deficient in, whether it's iron or calcium. And then I always say let the doctor guide you in. Uh, the whatever nutrients your body may be uh, deficient in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know what, Bridget? I thank you so much. Um, I know Brian probably has a question for you, but I have a question for you. But I'm I, I'm I'm chatting with someone here, and they're and they're telling me that this this eating thing is really an emotional uh, thing for her, and then most of the time she's really mean to people when she starts dieting and and. She said, just the fact, just the subject of it, it just makes her cry. And I, I what what can you say to her? Well, like I say, I mean, you know, life situations can kind of have us in a predicament to where, you know, a lot of times we, you know, turn to things that aren't healthy. But one has to understand, 
you know, and I think a lot of times, like Sarah in the in the book, she was so consumed with, uh, you know, a fluent, a fluent lifestyle, you know, uh, always being the one that, you know, being praised by others, you know. That's what she kind of lived for, but internally she was sad because she wasn't, you know, she didn't look the way she wanted to look. She didn't feel the way that she wanted to feel. But once she finally... You know, a friend of hers kind of helped her out at work, tried to help, you know, help her get on track with her life. Sarah, she didn't go to church or anything. So Mary, you know, one of their, after she had taken on a little walking session with her, she asked, she said, well, why don't you come and go to church with me uh, this Sunday? You know, and Sarah was like, well, no, you know, I ain't trying to go to church with you. You know, I don't mind working out with you, but, you know, I ain't trying to, you know, go to church with you. You know, because a friend had turned her life around. You know, she had been in a bad relationship with a man and, you know, and had been mistreated, you know, uh, lost a lot of money behind this man, you know, so and she had found God. So now she was trying to help Sarah do the same thing and realize what she was placed on this earth for, and that was to be a blessing, you know, to, to others and to live a life with purpose. So, you know, at some point in, in her life throughout their interactions, you know, it's kind of like she started thinking about some things that happened to her in her childhood. You know, she had been molested and, you know, what have you, and she knew that probably may have been a factor, you know, in her also gravitating to food to comfort her because she's been hunted by this horror that has happened to her as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, but she eventually, you know, the friend convinced her to go to church, and then she just started serving. Mm-hmm. You know, she started being involved in ministry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for that young lady, I would say, you know, get in church and start doing things. Because, you know, essentially that's why we're here on this earth. You know, God has placed us on this earth for a purpose. We've got to find out what that purpose is and to fulfill it. And a lot of times, you know, it's much easier to gravitate towards something that's not necessarily healthier for us, you know, to get caught up into life's distractions. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, you know, I, I've actually forgot my question because, you know, what she said was just so true and and serious. You know, and I think about people who I've come in contact with that, you know, that are going through the same thing that this lady's talking about, you know, and, you know, my heart goes out to them because I understand them. You know, I understand. I've seen it. You know, oh, yeah, absolutely. Where someone has gone through, you know, hurt in their life, and then they compensate with it by eating. And then they can't stop the cycle of eating because that eating brought them that little bit of comfort that they were missing. But they're, once, they are, once they eat, then they feel bad about themselves because they've eaten so much and they've gained weight, and so they oh, yeah. eat more. Oh, yeah. And so they just fall into this vicious cycle. And the yeah. only thing that, you know, that I know personally that can help you, you know, stop that vicious cycle is when you come to Christ. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because he can fill any void. Exactly. Exactly. I love the fact how you wrote in there when it says for the person to, this, her friend was trying to show her what she was, what what helped her by going through the church or going to have that relationship with the Lord. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you said the key word, she went there to serve. She starts serving, and you're, you're and, and that's an awesome thing when a person goes into and they start serving, and they start having that relationship with God because they're not spiritually fit. Exactly. And that's a lot of times that's where we suffer because of that. But Brian, we have a caller from the four hundred seven area code, uh, Bridget. I think she may have a question for you. Okay. Caller, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Yes, Miss Miss um, Collins is here for you. Well, How are you doing this evening? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Oh, great. Glad to hear it. I know that I really need to get your book. Oh, wonderful. I now, where are you through. calling from? What state? <laughs> what city? I'm actually from Orlando, Florida. Oh, okay. Wonderful. So I really, at first, I didn't want to call in because this, this is such a hard topic. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. It is. I basically, <laughs> I was thinking today as I was walking and meditating, I said, I pretty much have seen it all. 
what I haven't seen personally, family members have experienced it. I was thinking about all of the things. I mean, all of the abuse, drugs, you know, people being killed, having family members kill other people. I mean, uh, having drug dealers in my fam. I mean, I, I, pretty much I've seen it and heard it and felt it and experienced it down to child molestation of my own child. I mean, pretty much seen it and done it and heard it and know it. So food is that one thing that I kind of say, God, you know, I'm not drugging, I'm not sexing, I'm not, you know, give me something, give me this, let me have this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I know it's my enemy and I know that it's not good for me, but it's like, it's like the minute... The minute I try to diet or the minute I try to even think of it, it's just... Yeah, but first of all, I don't want you to think of it in terms of dieting. I want you to think of it in terms of you're going to start eating healthier foods. What is it that, what makes you feel good when you're having a bad time, you're going through something? What is it that you eat? Is it ice cream? Is it cookies? Is it a banana split? What is it? Um, Chocolate, lots of it. With like a uh, candy bar chocolate or? Candy bar, that type of thing. It's like um, M&M's, Almond Joy. <laughs> Which one is it for you? Sneakers, anything. Oh, okay, the sneakers. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I think of sneakers, that's probably about 250 calories, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember how much sugar is in there. But, you know, it's kind of like when when you're having a bad day, you know, they say chocolate is good for you. Now, chocolate has antioxidant in it, but it's the deep, dark chocolate they're saying. I don't know if sneakers qualifies for that. I don't think so. Uh, but, you know, turn it around and say, you know what, instead of reaching for them, don't even bring them in the house. You know, I tell people that's the first mistake when they bring a bag of cookies in the house. They bring a bag of cinnamon rolls in the house because you have no choice but to once you start eating. You have no choice but just to continue because that's what you know. You just eat and you eat and next thing you know, it's gone. You know, I even have things that I don't bring in my house. I don't bring potato chips in my house and I only eat healthy potato chips. But even with my healthy potato chips, I know I need to just buy me a little bag, you know, when I'm at Kroger's or somewhere and let that be it for me. Because I'm subject to get here, get on the computer, and just start eating potato chips. So if you know that a food is a weakness for you, don't even bring it in the house. Bring fruit into the house. You know, if drinking soda is a weakness for you, don't bring them in the house. For that occasion when you might want your soda pop, just go to your local 77 and get you a can and let that be it. But once you start bringing the 24-pack in the house and all of that, then you just, you know, you sometimes we don't know that we need to stop. So rather than being faced with that temptation, just don't even bring it in the house. So I don't want you to think in terms of dieting. I want you to think in terms of, okay, I'm going to stop doing some things. For you, I want you to, you to say, well, since we know chocolate, sneaker bars is your weakness, you know what, I'm going to just go without some sneakers for a while. Just tell yourself. And I'm going to eat an orange instead. I know it's a mind thing, but it's so powerful. It seems so, it seems so yeah, but powerful. You know what? Because if you don't have control I over nothing so else, you have, you have control over your mind, though, right? Yes. I tell my young people, I say, you can't make nobody love you. You can't make nobody like you. But you can control what you put in your mouth. Do you believe that? Yes. Okay. So when you you gonna have a sneaker tomorrow? What's your name? Kimberly. <laughs> Kimberly, you gonna eat that sneaker tomorrow? No. <laughs> okay. Say well, Coach Collins said to reach for me an orange instead. So do you go to the store and you buy a sneaker, or do you just have them in the house with you? Well, they, uh, my kids just recently went <laughs> went and got um, candy from the All Hell's Eve night. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> so I had I had Halloween that right up, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> now, people, Brian and Greg, now people just have leftover candy that they just feel compelled to get rid of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have tons of it in my house. Yeah, so, you know, at some point, yeah, but you know what? Take them to work, give them away, say, I'm not going to eat this. I confess I ate some of the licorice. 
Yeah, Kimberly, but you know, I just want you to take one thing that you know that's a weakness for you and say, you know what, I'm not going to do this. Mm. And then just start building on that. What's some, What's another weakness for you? Um, well, you know, it's not really, it's more so, so that um, mm-hmm. I just don't do the things that I did to stay fit. Yeah. I mean, I really, I, I love dancing. When I, when I dedicated myself back to Christ, I always felt guilty. And I, did, I wouldn't dance anymore. I wouldn't go to the clubs and blah, blah, blah. And I just kind of like just settled into this, you know, don't do this Christian thing, thing, boring life. And well, let no, my life get really boring. boring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that being a Christian is yeah, boring. Oh, yeah, okay. But I kind of settled into the concept of Christian, don't do nothing, don't, you know. Yeah, but you know what? Christians can have fun. I'm sure, you know, depending on your church, a lot of these new churches have, like, the praise dancing. You yeah. know, and those young ladies get a good workout from doing praise dancing, so I don't know if there's something that's available in your church, but, you know, um, you know, there's no reason why you, you shouldn't be able to do that. And, you know, even a salsa dance, and that's a big thing now, you know, where people are going and taking these salsa dancing classes. You know, belly dancing now is a new popular, uh, and people are using these as uh, fitness avenues, you know, ways to get fit. Sounds great. So, but even with just working out, you know, you've got to find something that's fun. Well, we know that you like to dance. So the thing for you is to find, you know, you'd like to say you some salsa class or you belly dancing class or aerobic classes where you get to dance, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Right, right. So, Kimberly, was that it? Did she answer all of your questions? Did you have anything further for her? No, that's it. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Hey, Kimberly, well, I'm going you. to get you the information so that you can get her book. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah, good evening, Kimberly. Yes, and thank you so much you for too. calling in, Kimberly. God bless. Thank you. So, uh, Ms. Collins, we see that it's a, you know, I think the battle starts in the mind. Uh, oh, yeah. Pretty much what you were telling her. It, it all starts in the mind, and we have control over that. We just need to know that, that we have that control. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And start exercising and saying, you know what, why should I bring the things that are tempting me the most into my house? Yeah. yeah, and we all have those uh, those weaknesses, and you don't have to know what it is for you, and to know you know not to bring it into your home. Right, right. So Brian, get rid of the uh, candy that's in your house. <laughs> my mind is stronger than my stomach. Okay. <laughs> I just have to will myself. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. You have to you have to really get rid of that stuff. But I think I'd start a, a war in my house if I tried to throw the kids' candy away. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Even with your children, you want to uh, ha- have them to do things in moderation, like you right. say. Uh, you know, because now is the time to set the foundation for them and to uh, start incorporating these healthier eating habits and, you know, going on your little bike rides and stuff. You know, I tell, you know, that last story with Todd, you know, it was all about him. You know, he was just pretty much absorbed into his, his his work and one day you know he looked up and the wife was telling him she was leaving him for another man and she was leaving him and the kids behind well he had no uh real connection with the children because he worked all the time mm-hmm. so now he's faced here with three three children and it's kind of like oh okay well you know let me just give them some money and they can feed themselves and you know right you know, so he had to go through that whole ordeal of how to to understand the importance of his family, and that now you know it was his they they were his responsibility, and what that really meant. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I how often do you see that happen? Well, I mean, I don't know if how often you would see it happening, but I think it's actually more prevalent than most people think. You know where. You have a, a situation. I know I was talking with my mother, and she was saying how there were some people in her neighborhood where their children would be crying, just yelling and screaming all night, and that one of the the mother would go across the street and buy potato, like buy a whole bunch of potato chips and cookies and sodas, and she said 
I know that's what she's feeding them and that she's not feeding them good food. Oh, yeah. You know, and, you know, my mother would say, you could literally hear the kids saying, Mom, I'm hungry. Mom, I'm hungry. And, you know, and my, my, my mom is like, she wants to go over there and just slap the people and feed the kids, you know, <laughs> because Brian, you know they aren't eating healthy. Brian, I have a I have a caller from the 936 area code. Oh, let's go to them. Yeah, they were, they were trying to get in, and for some reason they, they couldn't, but... Uh, Caller from the 936 area code, are you there? Yes, I am. Yes, how are you? I'm good. How are you all doing? We're doing Hi, you. good. I just want to say I just caught your show tonight. We have our own show, and I was playing around listening to shows tonight, and I'm glad I did. It's a good show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What's the name of your show? Uh, we do Ralph's Back Porch, and uh, it's Monday and Fridays. Okay. Uh, it's a call-in swap shop where people can call in items that they're selling. Oh, okay. Oh, oh that's cool. Yeah. But I, I liked your show. I wanted to talk about your topic. I'm a comfort eater. I, it, when it's a meal that's like reminds me of home and all of that, I just overeat, and that's my biggest problem. So I understand the comfort eating. Um, in fact, tonight it was Pintos and cornbread <laughs> that got me. <laughs> it was what and cornbread? Pintos and cornbread. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so that always gets me. Spaghetti always gets me. But uh, you just, the hardest part is, you know, is this good for me? Is this good for my body? And doing it because I want to be healthy. Yes. And, and that's what I've really been working on. So is this an area that you're struggling? You, you, are you struggling with it? I. And not as much as I used to. I've started walking. I'm doing more walking. Wonderful. Um, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm a full-figured woman, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but I'm healthier, um, and I can feel the difference in, you know, I my feet don't hurt anymore. I'm I can climb a flight of stairs. I can, wow. you know, things like that, and and that's just been wonderful. And so, I'm glad I caught your show tonight. Yeah, yeah. Really well, glad thank you. Where are you at with the 936 area code? Uh, up in East Texas, the deep East Texas. Are you like Tyler or? Uh, uh, I'm in St. Augustine, which is just east of Lufkin. Oh, okay. Can't okay. tell it by my accent because I'm originally from Michigan. I got you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've been living in Texas about four years now and love it here. Are you all from Texas? We're We're in Florida. You're in Florida. Okay, that's but, where I moved here from. Yes, but Bridget is in Texas. Yeah, I'm in the Dallas, Texas area. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, I used to live in Sarasota, Florida. Oh, okay. So okay. moved here from there and uh, definitely like, and, and I just saw that you put Bridget's website on there, so I'll definitely go visit it. But yes, yes, her book is awesome. It's Imagine Living Healthier. Yes. Good, good. Yes. You it go is an excellent reading book. Yes, yes, you have to get this book. It's an awesome, awesome book. Buy two and give one to a friend. Okay. <laughs> oh, they will do that. You were talking about the processed foods, and uh, within the month, hopefully, I'll have my foster parent license. And that's one of the things foster parents talk about is that they, the kids that come in, that's all they're used to eating mm-hmm. and, and getting them into a healthier into healthier eaters eating, so I definitely will take a look at the book because I'm going to need help with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like, a, you know, with Todd, the last character in the book, you know, it was kind of like, well, yeah, his children had lived off of pizza and Chinese food and, you know, uh, hamburgers, and now he had to get back, you know, he's now knowing, understanding what it means to be a parent and then to be a right. single parent. Right, exactly. And, um you know, you've got, with children, you've got to discover ways to make their favorite foods healthier. Right. And in the uh, back of my book, there are recipes, you know, things that are discussed throughout the main storylines, but then what I've done is put an appendix of the recipes at the back of the book. So it's when, I think it was Brian or Greg was talking, I think it was Greg was talking about he and his daughter that made pizza. Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the recipes in the back of that book, making pizza using the whole uh, grain pizza dough. I am definitely going to have to get it because I love to cook. Um, but like I said, pintos and cornbread is what I had tonight, so it's not always the healthiest food. <laughs> but uh, those, I mean, that's high in iron. You know, like I say, it just depends on what you added to it. it but I mean, it's the low budget dinner, and that's what I was going for tonight. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I will get that because uh, I do love to cook, uh, and homemade pizzas is something I make regularly. But it's not the whole wheat, it, and I haven't always used the healthiest. So I'm looking more towards the whole foods. So yeah. okay, um, I'm sure you'll give me some great ideas on that in your book. 
Oh, Great. It's in there. And also, please give out your uh, website for your show and the uh, times and days. Uh, the show is Ralph's Back Porch, and uh, we're Monday at 2 p.m., and then we're starting a Friday evening at 7. So it's Blog Talk Radio slash Ralph's Back Porch. But we're actually the owners of NewTrader.com, and that's N-U-T-R-A-D-E-R.com, and that's an online classified. There is a book section in there if you want to put your book in there. It's no, free to the public. Um, just go place ads. You can put five pictures in your ads. Good. So okay. now you're a much healthier eating uh uh, Ralph's back porch. Yes, yes, we're, we we own websites, so I sit behind a computer all day. So that was it was when I started doing that that I went, ooh, I need to do something. Oh yeah. <laughs> you so you uh, mentioned talking about uh, you say you like spaghetti, and you know I'm a spaghetti eater myself, but my wife recently noticed that you know I had been trying to eat healthy and doing doing you know healthier things as far as how I, she cooks. She only cooks, you know whole wheat spaghetti if I'm eating. Wow. Now, tonight she didn't, but mm-hmm. we actually had spaghetti tonight, but I didn't eat a lot of it. But she normally will cook me a separate pot of whole wheat spaghetti because she knows that I like to eat healthy. Yeah, well, that's sweet of her. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> um, you know, and, I'm, and I guess, you know, there are ways, like uh, Ms. Collins said before, there are ways to eat healthier and still enjoy the same types of food. Exactly. Right, exactly. And water is another thing y'all haven't talked about, but I I increased my water consumption, and that changed things drastically as well in how I felt. Um, So water is really important. I think people drink way, and I was one, I drank way too much soda, and when I switched to water, more water I drink, the better I feel. Yes. It actually has lots of different types of benefits. Most people don't know that the more water you drink, if if you have, like, flaky skin, oily skin, it'll cause your skin to clear up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know that was one of the benefits that I even had because I I shaved my head. And I used to shave my head, uh, and when I drank a lot of sodas, my head would be, like, really bumpy, Uh you know. And so once I stopped drinking all those sodas, it was easier to shave my head, no nicks, no cuts. Wow. And it's smooth, and I was like, wow, you know, and I didn't think about it until, you know, I started noticing that the head was smoother, and, you know, I'm like, hey, what did I do? And I was like, oh, it must be the water. (laughs) And, you know, once you start drinking a lot of water, you don't feel as sluggish. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You don't feel as sluggish, and a lot of people say, well, my back is hurting. Well, your kidneys are back there. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, actually, the... I, I started eating and drinking and, and being healthier in, in baby steps. And where I started was the water. And when I started drinking the amount of water I should a day, I lost six pounds in the first week. Wow. Wow. It, it was amazing. So that, that actually, that was the most weight I've lost since I started losing weight. <laughs> so wow. the water was, the water's wonderful. Well, good. Yeah. Good. And thank you so much for calling, and we'll definitely listen in to your show. Well, thank you. Thank you. We had a great guest today uh, who has a ministry, and and we were just really blessed to have him today. So good. I appreciate your show. I will be checking you out more often, okay? Good. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Have a good evening. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bridget, she said something that was really important about the drinking of water. And oh, we have I have a MySpace question uh, about is it, 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 it well we know it's not a good thing good thing to retain water and i was thinking when a person says they're retaining water i was just thinking that maybe they're eating too much salt oh yeah absolutely that's just i mean you know and especially if one does a lot of eating out in restaurants i mean the amount of sodium that they get is just unreal and like you say what that does is when you do drink water Rather than it's flushing all of this toxin and all this stuff out of your body, it just kind of sits there because that's what salt does. It retains the water, which means now your heart is having to work harder to push these fluids throughout, you know, your veins, your arteries and stuff, and then you end up with high blood pressure. So that's why, you know, when they talk about the sodium intake, you know, people just really have to gain a better understanding of what that really means. You know, I believe it's the American Heart Association. If you go to their website, they say the de- daily recommended level of sodium is 2,300 milligrams. Well, you asked about uh, soup earlier, a can of soup. Uh, just half a cup of that little can of soup 
if you go and just start reading those labels, a lot of times it's going to range from anywhere from 800 to 1,200 milligrams or more depending on the brand. Well, one has almost consumed half of the allotted daily sodium intake just with that half a can of soup. And just think about if you go and you eat a hamburger, you eat a fries, uh, fries at your rest, you know, your local fast food restaurant, or if you eat Popeye's chicken with the red beans and rice and the, you know, those nice biscuits that they have, you know, you probably consume 3,000 milligrams of sodium with that just at one meal. You know, so people have got to be more aware and do a little bit more research about all of these things that they're putting in their bodies so that they have a better understanding of the impact. And, you know, a lot of these restaurants now, if you go to Popeye's, I believe they're one of the ones now that has the nutritional value of most of their meal products online. So you can go online to Popeye's and see, well, let me just see how many calories is that one biscuit. Let me see how much sodium is in that one biscuit. And then you can look at the leg, you can look at the thigh, you can look at the red beans and rice, and then you just get a composite of, oh, wow. Mm. I didn't realize I was consuming that much sodium. You know what? I saw at McDonald's, they're offering now with the kids' meals, and I think it's—I think it may just be with the kids' meals, but it may be something with the adult meals as well. But I see that they're offering apple chips in, you know, to replace the french fries. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I think they've probably taken the biggest hit with the childhood obesity and all, you know, and people love to take their children to McDonald's. So I think they've really been forced to try to do something different with their menus to say, okay, well, yeah, we understand, you know, we might be contributing to, you know, the sore of overweight children, uh, you know, but still you have to look at the labels and understand, you know, even apple chips have sodium in it, so... I'm just, you know, I always encourage people to start reading the labels. If your daily allotment is 2,300 milligrams, start reading some of the labels of the food products that you're eating. Go to the websites of some of the restaurants that you're eating at and start tallying up so that you can really get a better picture of what's going on inside your body. Because you can drink all the water in the world, but if you take it in just as much sodium, that heart is going to have to work a whole lot harder to push them fluids throughout the body. You know, I was thinking about that. We didn't really focus a lot on the childhood obesity, but I know for African Americans, it's at an alarming rate. Oh, yeah. You, do you think it's because of all the stuff that, you know, because when you, when you think about um, most of the African Americans that are overweight live in the lower socioeconomic areas. You know, I know that as far as in, in uh, where, we, where we live, that's been primarily the case. You know, do you think it's because of the types of foods that they sell in, like, the stores that, you know, that they frequent? You know, Well, yeah, but I don't know that it's not the middle-class kids as well as your lower economic kids. I mean, I just think people are allowing their children to eat too much, period. Um, you know, when I was a kid, you know, my mom, we had a piece of meat, we had one starch, and we had a vegetable, and we may have had some bread. Whereas now, you know, kids get to eat two or three starches, no vegetables, two or three pieces of meat, and, a, you know, a couple of pieces of bread. Right. Parents are just feeding their children overall too much food, and then the children don't exercise. Back in the day, we had P.E. You know, we had to dress out and go running. I always hated it myself, but, you know, I guess it was it was good that we had that back in the day because, like you say, you know, even if we ate more than what we should have, we got to go outside and play. We have Whereas the children time. now, they've pretty much taken, you know, I think they're trying to transition PE and physical activity back into the schools because now they see what has happened as a result of taking it out to save money. So now they're trying to transition it back in. Um, but you're absolutely right. You know, I just... I don't know that it's just one sector of a of a population. I just think parents overall just let their children eat too much. Yes, yes. We got a uh, under a minute left. What would be your closing? Um, you know, I, I you know I can't harp on it enough. It's just we've got to get back to basics. 
you know, parents have got to get back in the kitchen and start cooking wholesome meals, you know, uh, real meals, not the meals in the boxes, you know, not your uh, box mashed potatoes, but actually cooking, you know, cutting up an Idaho potato, putting it in the water and, you know, cooking real food. So that's what's going to be the key to uh, helping one manage their weight. You know, people have got to get back out and start exercising. Because you can reduce your food intake and do all of this and that, but only exercise is going to strengthen the heart muscle. Nothing else is going to do that. Wonderful words from a wonderful woman. Yes. Well, I sure appreciate the opportunity to come out and hang out with you guys tonight. Yes, yes, and feel free to join us anytime you like. Oh, yeah, wonderful. Definitely have you come back on. Remember, caller, physical fitness is not much different than spiritual fitness. If you exercise your mind, your body will follow. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. And we'll see you again on Wednesday night. Thank you and God bless. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.